Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me is Jeremy Bratitich. On the ones and twos. On the ones um, and twos. And threes uh, and fours. I feel like you're on many things at the yeah. moment. Uh, it just occurred to me that, um, uh, well, it, it just occurred to me that one, we're on video, hello, um, and two, that uh, I hadn't ever, like, I don't know how long that transition takes, and yep. I and I realized that I had to change scenes a little bit earlier than I, than I thought I was going to, just for a moment. Oh, um, is there, like, dead air before the transition? Like, you press the button and nothing happens for a bit? Oh, no, I just mean in terms of, like, I was going to press it a couple seconds later, for when the music kicks in, but like the transition takes like a, like a maybe a second or two. Yeah. So. Uh, Jeremy mentioned it just then. Uh, but this is not our first attempt at this, but it's going to be our first proper attempt at recording the podcast with video. So if you're seeing this on YouTube, then hi, this is what we look like. This is this is what's going on right now. And a little a bonus. For, pardon. Watch me take a big sip of my Sprite. <laughs> Watch me take a big sip. Yeah. Uh, something else that you can, uh, a little bonus for you uh, visual viewers out there. This is currently my, my podcasting companion. Let me just grab the, I've got my little, my little ginger cat here on my lap, Griffin. <laughs> Until she gets bored and decides to leave. She'll stay with me. Let me just see if I'm in frame there. I'm not. Let me, all right, fixed. Great. Uh, Jeremy, I would like to Curry. ask you how your week of playing games has been. Uh, it's been good. Um, for, let's, let's, let's go into that a little bit later. Cause I, oh, okay. it's, it's part of, it's part of what I've been playing this week. Um, okay, fair it's enough. been, it's been, it's been better than I expected. It was better than what it was about 24 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> you you did some you did some uh homework cramming did you just a little bit just a little bit uh it's funny i'm uh, i'm still getting used to my mic arm i keep touching it i'm just like oh move here move up here oh uh, there up new oh uh. uh yeah jeremy something i <laughs> i was thinking about this earlier today and i was like i should bring this up on a podcast but do yeah. you know the band um queen uh i'm i've heard of them in passing in, yeah, just did just occasionally here and yeah, there. Yeah, I um, it's, it's, I was I was at my partner's mom's house mm-hmm. earlier in the week, and yes. we put Queen on the on the speaker for it to mm. just sit there, and and it was just just Queen on shuffle through Spotify, and we're sitting there. I'm like, oh, this is Queen too, and then it was like, this is great. Like, obviously, a lot of Queen songs are great, and I knew that. But hearing so many of the back-to-back... Like, how many hits did they have? It was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> what a band. I feel like I'm, like... <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on? Yes, Carrie, Queen are a very popular and very loved band. They have got a, a, a wide variety of hits. Yeah. Have you seen Wayne's World, Gary? No. Okay. Is that like Spinal Tap? Oh, look, I think it's it's not they're not dissimilar. Um Wayne's World I think is it it's Wayne's World is a bit more broad in terms of its appeal. Um Okay. Bit less niche. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, Wayne's World has features a 
prominent queen scene. The but oh. the, the, there's a there's a part in in Wayne's World where they where they like the the, the two characters. Like I'm explaining Wayne's World on the podcast. There's there's <laughs> Wayne and his band are in um his friends. They're uh they're in the car and they're listening to um Bohemian Rhapsody and they're head banging to it and it's like a very famous comedy scene. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I even know roughly of that. Yeah, it's not a band. It's about, it's about a TV station, TV show. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Party time. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, well, despite uh, this intro and basically our last like ten intros, uh, this is this is a, a podcast about video games. We're going to talk about video games in this podcast. Uh, maybe Queen at the end. Uh, if you want to see this episode uh, on our website. You can go to minimap.com.au where you can find this episode and all other episodes of the Minimapcast, um, as well as our other podcasts like The Pecking Order, which is our pop culture kissability ranking podcast, and our mini disc game club uh, special episodes on this feed as well. Uh, you can go there, minimap.com.au. Also, I think it's probably uh, worth on- mentioning that that's going to be the easiest way to find the video podcast, at least initially. Um, we don't have like a YouTube URL because you've got to hit a certain. Hit us an upper echelon to get one of those. Yeah, we can't um, say go to YouTube slash Minimap AU. But you can also find the website via. You can find the website via. W- like, as in, w- you can find the post via the other social medias that we're on. Yes, the other social medias that you're on, which if you're watching the video are, are below on the screen. Um, but we're there, we're on Minim- we're Minimap AU on Patreon, where you can support us monetarily. We're there on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, anything else? Uh, Facebook, but we haven't posted there in about three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Facebook, but uh, so you can find all of the stuff there. We'll talk about that a bit uh, later. We also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv as the music for the Minimap Cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Um, this is weird. I was going to be like, oh, it's a weird week to start. It's not a weird week. It's exactly the same as all the other weeks. Um, and it's going to be the same. Games, I think. It's going to be the same kind of week for the next like few months, aside yeah. from the gigantic news that came out today. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about that today? Uh, yeah, we can, we can briefly touch on it. Um, do you want to do that at the start? Because I think nothing else here screams current, brand new, <laughs> must speak about. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just briefly talk about it. Just because so this is coming in pretty hot. This is coming in only from a couple of, couple of hours ago now. Yeah. Um, We're recording this on Monday, the 2nd of May. Yeah. Um, so I've got, a, I've got a, a, a copy of the story here via Kotaku from Luke Plunkett. Um, headline reads, Square Enix selling Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and Thief, and their studios as well. Um, they have sold them to the Embracer Group um, for 300 million US dollars. Previously uh, known as THQ Nordic. And now the group that owns THQ Nordic is no longer also called THQ Nordic. They're called Embracer Group. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, they're, they're the people who buy things. Yes, yes. Um, from the article here, it says, The studios Crystal Dynamics, Ideos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, the latter of which will presumably be in for a name change, numbering around uh, <laughs> 1,100 employees worldwide. Uh, the catalogue of IPs owned and or worked on by those studios, including Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, Thief, Legacy of Kane, and the continued sales 
uh, and operations of the studios more than 50 back catalogue games. Uh, that was a quote at that point. Um, also of interest, Christopher Dynamics is actively working on several AAA projects, including the next mainline Tomb Raider game that will deliver next-generation storytelling and gameplay experiences, end quote. Um, so was the yeah. figure mentioned in there, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah, 300 million US. 300 million US dollars for three studios with, was it eight locations, more than a thousand staff, mm-hmm. dozens of intellectual properties, dozens of games, including Tomb Raider and Deus Ex, some of the biggest names in all of gaming's re- relatively young history, for $300 million. Now, it's, obviously, that's a lot of millions of dollars. But when we when we look at acquisitions that have happened recently, the Bethesda acquisition, uh, the I mean, the the Activision one is ridiculous, but that's kind of out of that's well, not in really in the same conversation. I've got a really good um, comparison uh, comparator here, which is um, from uh, Luke Plunkett, but just on his Twitter this time. I, I think I saw this one. Yeah, talking about uh, Embracer Group's most recent purchase, which is Gearbox. Uh, Gearbox was $1.3 billion. Billion. Big billion. B billion. Big B billion. And that was a single studio. That was a single studio. And, and don't get me wrong, the Borderlands franchise is expanding over out, out into movies now. Um, they've been very popular for quite a long time. Um, mm. So I don't, I don't, like, I don't not understand how much that cost. But what I don't understand is how cheap they got all of this stuff in the deal that went through today. Totally. That and Square Enix absolutely wild. And Square Enix just agreed to it. Yeah. Like, they well, just like, did. They've wanted to get rid of these studios for such a fucking long time, though, right? Every single Ernix call after they make a... Um, after any of their Western studios release a game, they're like, oh, it underperformed. Oh, it didn't do as well as we hoped. Oh, the numbers yeah. aren't as high as we were expecting, blah, blah, blah. And... Like that's why Hitman and IOI Interactive like it went independent because Square Enix year after year were like it's not doing what we want. I don't know what they were expecting it to be, but from no. what everyone else could tell, those games are doing just fine. Um, yeah. The third Tomb Raider maybe not as much, but that wasn't Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics went off to make um, Avengers, so which like didn't do very well. Which didn't do very well, and that was Square Enix's fault. Um, yeah. But. Which- yeah, it's just it's just bizarre. It's really strange, right? Yeah, no, it it's so strange. Like it's so cheap for an acquisition of this scale. And it shows a few things. It shows that the the sort of the the amount of goodwill behind these IP I think has diminished somewhat in the last couple of years. Deus Ex definitely since um Mankind Divided. That one was fine but was very quickly in bargain bins for like eight bucks and you like couldn't get rid of them they'd hang around forever yeah um tomb raider as well like those games were like they they did pretty well but like they they dropped in price really quickly yeah totally and like when rise came out and it was xbox exclusive within the first two years of the xbox one coming out so like it was going to a really limited market of people who got that console yeah um you know that that pretty pretty publicly underperformed um and that hurt it i think when it came to playstation you know Mm. i played tomb raider definitive edition on ps4 
and I've never gone back to play Rise or Shadow, and I might have if it had been everywhere when it came out. Um, yeah, I I also went back to play Tomb Raider 2014 or 2013, whenever it was, um, a couple of years ago now, because I wanted to play Shadow when it came out, and I was like, oh, well, I'll go back through and I'll play the other two leading up to Shadow. Um, and I got about like a quarter of the way through Rise, and it wasn't even because it was a bad game. I think it was just because mm. it was like the same game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just didn't and feel like, like more of that. And like looks not great. voice acting and yeah. and great set pieces and all of that, but it's yeah. yeah, it just doesn't quite hit in that same way. So like, but at the same time, you can't just pretend like the Tomb Raider IP isn't the Tomb Raider IP. Yeah, it's classic. It's like a it's it's a very important piece of like gaming history yeah so it's it's fascinating the way it's shaken out i i kind of i just kind of can't believe it and you know square enix came out with a response afterwards that was so exceedingly corporate it was in the discord wasn't it before jeremy where you posted it uh yeah yeah Yeah. i've got it here um i can read it hang on I just like to. I, I want to sell all of the, uh, the the business lingo that's going on here. So hang on. Um, this is from Luke Plunkett's article further down. This is a screen grab that he posted. So it said, "So why sell?" Square Enix's own press release says. Here's the quote: "The transaction will assist the company in adapting to the changes underway in the global business environment by establishing a more efficient allocation of resources." which will enhance corporate value by accelerating growth in the company's core businesses in the digital entertainment domain. In addition, the transaction enables the launch of new businesses by moving forward with investments in field... Pardon me. By moving forward with investments in fields, including blockchain, AI, and the cloud. And then Luke comes in at the end here saying, imagine having to put on your CV that you sold Tomb Raider to at least partially fund some blockchain shit. Gross. Couldn't agree more, Luke. Couldn't agree more. Like, Look, the, I don't even know what I said just then. <laughs> it's just that, that they're, they're, they're funding they're making, blockchain. Yeah, that they're that they're making money, but not enough as 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 they want, and so they would just want to make more money, regardless of like how awful that will be. It 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 strikes me a little bit as Konami going sour. You know what I mean? Like Konami's just got different priorities to what they used to they did make games they've had this huge catalog of games they're still sitting on this huge catalog of games but the money's in pachinko and we can make great metal gear solid cinematics and put them on a pachinko machine and that's going to make more money for us than making metal gear solid 6 like that's kind of the vibe i'm getting here they know that final fantasy is in the bag and they've got their studios doing that but then after that what is square enix actually doing aside from being disappointed in the efforts that they are actually funding I mean, they've got a lot of, like, they've got stakes in some mobile stuff as well. Um, and also Final Fantasy fourteen. Like, I know that's part of Final Fantasy as a whole, but, like, fourteen I think, stands on its own as, like, a, you know, like a whole different kind of cash cow. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's, like, whatever they want, I guess. Like, we're just, yeah. just going to start getting, you know, NFT shit. Yeah. Totally. Like they're this in is, on it. They're they're like they're ready for it. Yeah, they're not they're not backing down on it. This is also the same week where the producer of Bell and Wonderworld, um, which came out a year ago, a bit more than a year ago now, um, turns out he was suing Square Enix because they 
um, pushed the developer of the game to release it much earlier than he wanted to. Um, it's and a- they, they dismissed him because he wanted to put more time into the game to make sure it was finished and they wouldn't let it happen. So they just, they, they, they fired him. <laughs> yeah, like, and not just any, like, you know, not that like, it shouldn't have happened to him specifically because of who he is, because it shouldn't happen to anyone. But specifically, this is Yuji Naka. Like, this is the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Like, yeah. th- this, like I just, it's, yeah, it, it, does, it does remind you of, of Konami and Hideo. Yeah, because he's he's coming out and he's saying, I think Square Enix are no good. I think they're yeah. no good for video games and I think they're no good for the people who are making them. Yeah. Um, and he would know. And he's only being able to say stuff like this right now because the lawsuit that he initiated is finally finished. Um, there was there was a lawsuit that meant that he couldn't speak yeah. about the, the topic, which was a shame. So yeah, like... It's it's such a shame because there are so many Square Enix properties that I really enjoy. I, I've played I've played so many Final Fantasy games, and I'm looking forward to so many Final Fantasy games. Yeah. And shit like this makes me wonder whether like it makes me want that property in someone else's hands. Oh look, if if the world goes as it's been going, then someone will, like then suddenly. <sighs> Like, you know, Square Enix are now a lot lighter on some properties. Totally, which means they're drops. easier to buy. They're a lot easier to buy. I could see Sony buying them. Yeah. We've said this before. We've, we've spoken about this in the past, that we could see them buying them. Yeah, and it might be for the best, although I think them doing this right now is a sign that they're not up for that. And I think it, it, that would only happen if their future endeavors continue to see a declining interest and profit margin for their expectations <laughs> whatever they are mm. Actually, i'm not sure if sony can buy them because of japan's antitrust laws yeah there's there's a, there's something there's something to that yeah yeah so yeah that's a, a weird topic it's been a while since we've covered news on the show jeremy yeah, I mean, it's been never since news has happened a few hours prior to like <laughs> us recording, which is good. That's a good point. I was it's looking like, at that. Nice. I'm like, the only people seeing that are like people going to bed in like the main games industry. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. You had to hear first on Friday, way after everyone else has already spoken about it. <laughs> <laughs> Record it first and publish it last. Something might have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Square Enix buys them back. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you're right. Everyone pointed out how bad a deal this is. You're right. We're yeah. backing out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, talking about video games that we've played and video games that we have been playing, mm-hmm. um, I've just got a couple of check-ins here, basically. Yeah. Um, but one of them, I was during the week, I realized I never spoke about finishing Elden Ring. I spoke about finishing my work on Elden Ring, but not the game. Yeah, you. I think you were more excited about that than the ending of Elden Ring. I was. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was. <laughs> and then after we recorded last week, I started doing more work on Elden Ring. <laughs> Lucky you. I know. It's it's different work, so I, I'm, I'm feeling a bit more refreshed about it, which is good. But, um, yeah, like I finished this game, right? And it's interesting. I, I sort of finished it and I was going through um, some of the older videos that I made two months ago now. And mm-hmm. looking at Margaret's boss fight and and like the you know first five bosses to take out video I did stuff like that, um, and how 
and I was thinking about that initial open experience of uh, just being in Limgrave and there being so many things to do. And if you want to go further afield, you can. You can go around Stormvale or you can go to the Weeping Peninsula or you can go to Kaled. Yeah. Um, like there, there, there are so many hours in that opening area. It's ridiculous. More so than I think there are in the rest of the game. Um, I think the rest of the game is a bit more sparse, whereas that, that first quadrant they give you is quite dense. Um, and I think that's to its credit. It's sort of like by the time you get up to those further areas, you've been playing long enough that you know what you're doing and you can kind of go straight to where you want to go. Yeah. And if you really want to explore, you can. Um, but I was, I, I was, my, my ending thoughts on this was that I'm, I am sad I didn't get to have the experience of discovering a lot of these things naturally, like with Radan, for example. You know, well, you have to activate the um, the Radan Festival to have the option to take him on as a boss, and that changes the whole area. And you do that by doing other quests or activating other like lifts and reaching new areas in the game. But I could just imagine getting to the point where they're like, "Oh, you have to wait for the festival to start," and then being like, "Oh." fucking now what <laughs> like right. as a player not actually knowing what to do or being told how to go to get the video done the fastest so i i have i do feel a little bit um not cheated but i do feel like i've missed out on something there mm. um but that being said i think this is from softwares and i haven't finished most of their games i've i've i haven't played everything to the fullest extent but i think this is maybe their best game right um in so many ways. I do think it is more approachable. I, I'm not going to say accessible, but I do think it is more approachable um, in so many ways. There are so many more approachable ways to customize your character to be however you want. You can do Ash summons, character summons, uh, multiplayer summons for any boss that you want to fight. Like, mm, yeah, there's a lot of good that can be said about this game. Um, and like a lot of like quality of life stuff as well. Um, yeah, you know, like the way the fast travel works is sort of like a bit. It's just a bit nicer. Um, uh, totally, you know, like, and like the, the, the extra quick inventory slots and and like a, a sprint, not using stamina when you're in combat, kind of stuff. Yeah, like, like little things that just like help. Absolutely, it's 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 really good. I'm I'm glad it came out. I'm glad it came out so complete. Um, I'm glad it's getting so much support too. They're patching it so so much, which is. Which is great. Um, you know, I, they're, I, they're balancing it like a multiplayer game. I think they're also um, adding in stuff game. that wasn't finished. Yeah, they did do that in the 1.1 or 1.2 patch. 1.3, I think, was one of the ones as well. Um, yeah, and it added a um, like a whole new NPC, and which which added new steps to other NPCs' quest lines, which before were just incomplete. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. I I think they it kind of points to it coming in a little hot in some ways. Um, but everything that needed to be rock solid was, which I, mm. which is great. Um, I have no idea where it's going to be on my list by the end of the year in terms of game of the year, but right. it, it's really good. I'm glad it's here. I, I really like this game. I was thinking about it the other day. Um, Cause I was, once again, thinking about Bloodborne. Uh, <laughs> I think Bloodborne is better for me. Yep. I, th I think as a, as a complete experience, 
Um, there are moments that you can get in a game that isn't as open world as Elden Ring is. Yeah. Um, that is like basically impossible to get in a game like that. Um, the smaller character moments, the you know, with with how open Elden Ring is, which is like extraordinarily open, mm. um, the, the like d- specifically directing a player um, is much harder. Um, yep. And so some stuff gets missed, um, which then sort of makes the the special moments harder to like harder to work and frame. Um, yeah, totally. And you know, and the like, people who do everything start seeing repeating bosses and palette swaps, and they get overpowered. Yeah, yeah. yeah like the, there, there are there are things that I think are just that's just the way video games are sometimes. Um, and that is the more open it is, the less directed it is, mm-hmm. and like that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not a that's not a bad thing. Um, but I think uh, for for my money, a game like Bloodborne really hits different. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. It, it reminds me of the Breath of the Wild discussions that were happening, where it's like, oh, I miss traditional dungeons, and yeah. and I miss the way the world like connects to like the Goron Valley and the like the yeah. That's like that. That's me. Like you know, for me, the the bre- the best Zelda game I've ever played still is um, Link to the Past. Yeah, totally. I mean, the way that world connects, that's amazing in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also finished Arkham Knight. I don't really feel like I have too much more to say about yeah. this one since last week. I, I I played most of the game by last week. Yeah. Um, This game's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so uneven. Yeah. It's like, a so, so, like I said, a solid seven. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, functions. Yeah, what we said last week. Like... I think its best asset is its story. Like they yeah. tell an interesting story with 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 Joker and with Batman and with Scarecrow. Yeah, um, I, I think the same. And like that's and that's what was pulling me through, honestly. And so I got to the end, and they were like, uh, "Spoilers for Arkham Knight, everyone, for the actual ending. Everyone ready? Here they come." Uh, you know, Batman has to reveal that he's Bruce Wayne, right? And then yeah. he and then he gets super gassed. He gets injected with Scarecrow's venom, which turns. Turns his brain into Joker brain. Yeah, he gets and Joker then he's like, And then he's he's the Joker. Yeah, and then Scarecrow doses him again with like. <laughs> Bruce Wayne gets on stage and says, "I'm turning into the Joker. I'm going to become the Joker." <laughs> and so then, and so then, the Joker gets gassed, not gassed, injected again with a serum, and so then he gets like, he has to deal with his worst fears which is Batman. So then Bruce Wayne becomes Bruce Wayne again because he like locks away the Joker with the Joker's own fear and then he becomes immune to the toxin. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, it all goes well and it's fine. And then the end is like, oh, wow, this is it. And Batman's like, this is the only way to keep everyone safe. And then you take Scarecrow to GCPD and they're like, I'm just going to keep calling you Batman if that's all right with you. And then he calls Alfred and he's like, all right, that's it. Still got a city to save, though, for one more night. And then it shows you every objective you haven't completed yet. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. Yeah. I'm not doing this. And and then they're like, once that's complete, we can initiate Operation Nightfall. As in, like, K-N-Night. Nightfall. As in Arkham Knight. 
Yeah. Do you Dark wanna, Knight. Do you want to know what happens? I looked it up because yeah. I was not going to do the Riddler trophies, which is what it needed me to do to get that ending. Yeah. Um, what happens? He he flies he flies his plane to Wayne Manor where all the journalists are, and he closes the door, and the building blows up. Yeah. And then there's a thing that happens after that where someone is being, where we're 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 a couple and their young son are being robbed in a back alley, and they rip off the the lady's pearls. And then there's someone on the roof, and they're like, "Hey, you're not Batman. Batman's dead." And then like flames appear, and then this like ghoul version of Batman goes like Rah! at the camera, and then that's the it, the end. Yeah, oh that's God. um what, what? That, that that's Jason. Oh, he's he's, he's, okay. he's fully transitioned from being the Arkham Knight to Red Hood. Red Hood. It doesn't look like Red Hood. It looks very the, Batman-y. There's a there's other there's other pictures of him as Red Hood. Yeah, no, like, and like his final outfit, like you kind of, when you're fighting him, you kind of smash his head and, and like the, the fake bat mask comes off and he's got this like techno red mask and it's like, oh yeah, you're kind of red hoodie. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Weird game. He become yeah. like, the Arkham Knight becomes quite the, uh, quite the afterthought once he's revealed. A bit, um, yeah. Not, not the worst thing. Because, like I said, I, I I saw it coming last week. Um, I was right. I think it's worth you loading up the game one more time, going into one of like the challenge fight missions, and playing as Arkham Knight. Um, oh yeah, because you just kill people with machine guns. Oh really? That's because <laughs> he's just that's got guns. <laughs> yep. Ah, oh, that's. I may have already uninstalled it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Um. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, glad I played it. Glad it's done. Yeah. Um, I'm also checking with Persona 5, and I didn't think I'd bring it up this week, but we got to a point in the game, and I've been playing it a bit more with Sam specifically, like, because it kind of goes in waves of this game where you're doing a lot of combat, um, encounter-heavy stuff, and then you're doing a lot of um, story exposition and days at school and days, um, you know, summer days break gone. and stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. The days go by. Uh, <laughs> um, but sometimes you're sitting there, like, you know, it's kind of like the JRPG version of watching a, a, a cutscene in a Kojima game, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, next day, next day, 20 minutes of cutscene. The next day is 20 minutes of cutscene. The next day is 20 minutes of cutscene. And, like, loving it. Like, it's great. I'm, I'm so in with all these characters now. This, we've got so many of them. The group is so large, and it's getting larger. Mm. Um, but I was sitting there, and I'm... And stuff's happening on screen, and I'll, I'll say what it was in a minute. And I'm sitting there racking my brain. I'm like, was it this game where I heard about this issue, or was it Fire Emblem? Uh, and the issue I'm talking about is queer baiting. Right. Because there's, and I think it's both. I think both is the answer to this question, where right. queer baiting was specifically called out as like a problem for these games, whereas like definitively a part of the game. But there's like just a couple of times where they say something and it's like that was so gay like the the interaction that was just on screen just then was so gay yeah. <laughs> and like not bad but Jeff definitely like I know this game and I know it's not going to go there yeah so I know this is all smoke and mirrors yeah and so yeah I, I was sitting there racking my brain I'm pretty sure it's both and I'm bringing it up here because I kind of want your confirmation in case you remember any I, criticisms I, for either of these in both regard I don't remember both both of those games, even though I own both of them. I haven't played either of them. Um, they, <laughs> uh, 
I, I I wasn't I wasn't super closely following them when they were coming out. Yeah, there's one of them. I I I want to say fire. It was Fire Emblem where there was there was critique online when, um, like you could follow through the the sort of the chain of missions of like confidant missions, and then at the very end, like everyone's that like the two people are really chummy and like the same gender. And then it gets to like the final like decision to make like, Oh, I'm interested in you that way. And then the, re- the resolution is, wow, you're my best friend. Thanks so much for supporting me. I, I hope we, and it's like, Oh guys. And <laughs> so yeah, it was like Sam and I were, we were reading some of the stuff they were talking about in the game. Like it's this point where, one of your cohort is from a different school. And it's like, mm. oh, I've heard you've got a counselor at your school. I've been intrigued to go and see this person since you told me about him. I'm like, that's a really weird thing to say, but all right, whatever. You're kind of a weird person. That's fine. Right. And so there's this school festival and everyone leaves except this, this, this other student, Yusuke. And he finds the counselor and he's, he's an artist and he's, he's a bit socially inept. And he, he goes up to the counselor. He's like, please help me unlock, unshackle and see into the depths of the heart. And the counselor's like, I don't think you really understand what it is I do here. Um, and so he's like, oh, I know. Why don't I, why don't I counsel you? Because I can't really tell you about someone else's session. And so Yusuke's like, okay, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll have a head-to-head then. And then Sam and I just kind of look at each other. Like, <laughs> because it's just going so strong. And it's just going <laughs> so strange. <laughs> And then and then they they talk more and it gets a bit more diffused and I don't know but there's there was just so many points where this it hadn't really happened at all throughout the rest of the game up until that point right and then within the space of an hour there was probably three or four instances of like did they really just do that yeah <laughs> great and it's Atlas <laughs> I don't trust Atlas as no. like half as far as I could throw them no 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 you shouldn't so yeah especially after Catherine. Especially after Catherine and and full body, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So so yeah, just wanted to bring that up. That's that's our Persona Five update. Um, I love how big the group is getting. Like, yeah, it's to the point now. We've got eight people in in the party, and the tenth one, who's the royal exclusive one, we've like met and like we know. I know that she's coming at some point, but not yet. Um, and then the final base game one is like right around the corner and they're signposting it really heavily. So we, we can like see the pieces being laid out in front of us. Mm. Um, but it's so cool when they, they get together and it used to be when someone says something surprising, you know, they get like an exclamation mark above their heads. But now there's like eight people sitting around a table and then they get surprised by something and then the screen is just like filled with punctuation marks. That's cool. Um, but the, it's I like it because I don't feel like I'm losing anyone in the crowd. Right. Like I still feel like everyone's really individualized and really realized, I guess I should say. Um, and they're fun to listen to and they're fun to see the interactions and they each talk to each other very differently. They've done a really good job with it um, in that regard. Uh, yeah, and then also I've been playing Final Fantasy XII. Um, <laughs> God, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> when we were talking about our backlog and you said drop everything and pick up Disco Elysium. Yeah, and, you decided uh, to play like... <laughs> three like like two mediocre games yep yep uh none of them 
None of them more current than 2015, although Final Fantasy XII came out in like originally like 2006. Um, well, I played let's, this a- let's get into it. What's the most interesting thing that happened to you in Final Fantasy XII, Gary? The most interesting thing that happened to me in Final Fantasy XII is I was thrown into a save that I hadn't touched in more than two years when I looked at the dates on it, and I was like, Yeesh, okay. Didn't realize it had been quite that long. Um... And I couldn't remember anything that was happening. And I remembered there was a bunch of terms that I was barely keeping up with when I was playing the game. And so I just went for it. And what I realized I would... What I remember doing when I was playing it originally was yep. not using the fast forward button. Why? Because there's like, there's like an L1 button and it turns it to double or quadruple speed at your discretion. <laughs> Why were you not using it? I wanted the... I was using it sometimes, but I was primarily using it normally, right? I wanted the like the real Final Fantasy XII experience <laughs> that I'd never finished when I was younger. This is like when I wanted to watch Dragon Ball Z, so I decided to watch the entirety of Dragon Ball first. Yeah, yeah, and then that's that was like all you got through in the end, wasn't it? Just Dragon Ball? No, I, I ended up getting into some into some DBZ, but like, oh, okay. it was years later. <laughs> so I start up the game this time around, 2022. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for any of that shit. It is on quadruple speed 75% of the time, and I am breezing through encounters and it is making me realize two things one this game is far too long two this game has far not enough it doesn't have anywhere near enough substance in between cutscenes and bits of dialogue and a lot of it is quite fetch questy it's like oh we've been told to go to this ancient city yeah and it takes you like three hours of non-sped up gameplay to get there yeah and also your characters level up kind of slowly so you might need to do some grinding along the way yes (laughs) And some of the puzzles are actually really obtuse, so you might be looking up how to get how to do the answers. Mm-hmm. And then you get there, and they're like, and you get a decent cutscene, five or ten minutes, and they're like, "Great, we need to go to this other hidden city," and that's going to take you another twenty minutes to get there, and it's going to be really confusing, and you're not going to go where to go. My cat wants to get up. Nice. And that sounds. Go and let her out. That sounds <laughs> good. <laughs> it's a little much, but with the quadruple speed button on most of the time my cat just jumped into the cupboard it was very impressive um with the with the quadruple speed button pressed most of the time it's actually quite bearable um and i'm i've actually been quite enjoying just breezing through it just just going and going and going and i'm sitting there and i'm realizing that this game was such a single player reaction to the mmo boom that had happened a couple of years prior like just the walk up to enemies and every, everyone starts attacking and then you walk up to enemies and everyone starts attacking and you kind of want to grind. And also it's more of an RPG in terms of equipment than any other Final Fantasy game I've noticed before because you've got stuff like one, your right hand and left hand. It's so all of a sudden weapons are two-handed or they're one hand and you can use a shield or you can dual wield. Like that's the kind of customization I feel like you only see in Elden Ring or Skyrim or like not even The Witcher you get that amount of customization because Geralt's got his two swords and that's his thing. Um, and so it's this, it's this really weird conglomeration and I'm looking at this and I'm like, people didn't, not, not many, not many people said this was a bad game. A lot of people said, oh, this isn't for me or, oh, I I stopped playing eventually. But it surprises me that people disliked 13 more than they disliked this one. Cause this one, I feel like misses a lot of what I enjoy (laughs) from Final Fantasy 10, Final Fantasy 7 remake, Final Fantasy 13, um, like the 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 audio quality on the cutscenes feels really low in comparison to Final Fantasy X, even which had come out years prior. Um, 
yeah, it, this this one feels like a real oddball game. Like, it's so strange. But do you know much about Final Fantasy Eleven? Yeah, the online one for PS2. Um, yeah. It was on PC, I think, as well. Like, it did okay. Yeah, but isn't that quite similar? I know it's not party-based, I don't think, but it's like, it's similar that kind of like you walk up to an enemy and auto-attacks and stuff like that. I mean, Eleven is actually an MMO. Yeah. You see how they would sort of borrow some design. Yeah, but I don't think it belongs in this single-player environment. Like, regardless of whether they made... Let's say they never made Eleven. Let's say this one was Eleven after Ten. But they were still trying to respond to World of Warcraft. Like, I can still see this being a, a, a response to that. And I still think it's weird. Like, with yeah. Final Fantasy Eleven and Fourteen are there, and they are valid, and they are their own Final Fantasy games. But for someone like me who enjoys the single-player JRPG, they are basically distinct. Like, they're in their own their their own track. They're completely separate to me. Um, so, like, even if they were borrowing things from that design, like, I still don't think it has a... I, I don't think it helps the game. I think it hurts it overall. Right. Yeah. It's weird. It's a, it's, it's a weird game. I'm going to enjoy finishing it. I think I might be close. Either I'm either close or I'm halfway. And if I'm halfway, I'm probably not going to get to the end. But right. yeah, <laughs> um, it's a good it's a good do nothing game. Cool. So that's it, Jeremy. That that's. <laughs> I thought it was interesting how <laughs> okay. MMO like it was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I I believe you. <laughs> Jeremy, tell me about Katamari. So, Katamari. What the fuck? <laughs> Have you been working on that this whole time? No, I had that ready for hours now. Um, for audio listeners, Jeremy has overlaid. <laughs> what is that? Is that? I don't know the, the character names. Uh, cousin or something. The 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 character you play, the Katamari character that you play. Yeah, there um, is there is a character overlay on top of Jeremy's face on the on the video. It's, it's very good. Um. <laughs> So last night I was working on anybody that's watching the video can see everything that is around the video background behind me, the frames. I redesigned the minimap logo, which is not something I thought I was going to do uh, this week. You created the whole background moving image. Like there's so much stuff going. Like it needs to be said while you're saying this, sorry, I have interrupted you, but you've done a crap ton of work and it looks excellent, and I appreciate what you've done for this a lot. Pardon? It was done very quickly. It shocked me how, I think, how quickly it sort of came together, which I'm glad about. I wasn't I wasn't toiling away not knowing why it wasn't coming together. I sort of just tried stuff, and then it, like, fell into place, which is great. It makes my life so much easier when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I, I don't know what I did, it. I don't know how I did it, but it, I got there. Um... It got to, I think I stopped at about 9.30 last night. And I, yeah, I was messaging I, I, you, you every a, now You and sent again. me a message saying, okay, no more work. Yeah. And I've been telling you to like go easy on the work this week because you've been going hard. Yeah. And I was like, okay, no more work. It was late. I wanted to just not work. And because like, I had, like, my, I had my, my money-making job today. <laughs> and I was like, well, I need, to, like, I need to sort of chill out a little bit. And I was like, shit, I didn't play anything this week. 
I didn't I didn't touch a video game. Yeah, man. For like the first time in a very long time, I haven't played a single video game all week. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, that's not the worst thing in the world because what I'm instead of bringing to the podcast instead of discussion would be the things that you are seeing, which in my mind was worth it, and I th- mm. still think it that's not invalid. However, I didn't think for a moment like I wonder if there's anything I can play just for like a couple hours. See how I go. And I was looking through my list of games. Um, and there's a couple here and there. Like I played a little bit of Vampire Survivors. And I was like, yeah, but like I've spoken about that. And I don't really, really have anything to say. Some other stuff. I was looking through Game Pass. It's like, oh, I found it. I found the one thing that I could play right now that yeah. is just going to be what I need. And that is Katamari Damacy Reroll, which is a remake of the first game. I've I've seen that there a number of times and been like, I think I'd love this game. Yeah, doesn't feel like the right time yet. Yeah, it was the right time. It was almost unpacking. It was almost unpacking, but unpacking is like oh. like a bit more, like a bit more like I have to be in it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas Katamari, it's just all about it's just about feeling. So I I was taking a little bit of notes, but I was getting I was getting a little bit tired. There was a couple of things that. Interested me while I was playing. I had I've played a Katamari game before. I played the one on the Vita, which I think is Katamari Forever. I think is what it's called. Um, that might be a PS3 one. I don't remember which one it is. Uh, there was two things that really fascinated me about this game. One, I think Katamari might be like the perfect video game. Whoa! <laughs> and and really? I all and, right. And, and, and I'm not saying that. That I'm not saying that Katamari is a perfect video game because I don't think it is. Um, okay. There are some things that like it's like it's a little bit clunky at times. It's like um, sometimes the character models are a bit like like uh, they don't quite fit, and like the story's a bit weird. And King Cosmos has got like a giant dick for some reason, <laughs> like like a David Bowie bulge. Like it's like really prominent. Um, it's very odd um, in a game like Katamari. Um, but <laughs> uh, some, some people that they've just got him, you know. I mean, look, he, he, he I don't call him the king for nothing. Um, <laughs> the why I think this might be the perfect video game is that it is full of joy, it's music fucking rips, and it's just about doing like a single thing. It is just about rolling the ball and getting bigger. The number goes up, which is very important to all good video games. <laughs> um, but you see the progression. It is just about consuming and getting bigger while extraordinarily beautiful music is playing. The world is bright and colorful and silly and funny. And then uh, the timer stops. And you make a star, and then you do it all again. Um, it's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful game. I beat it mm. in one sitting. Whoa! It's really? Not it's not it's not that long. It's like I did wow. like ten levels. I played it for actually longer than I should have. I played for like four and a half hours, which means that I went to bed at like two thirty a.m. Um, but like, uh, oops. Um, there's a bunch of optional levels, and then there's like the mainline levels. Um, I did all the mainline levels and about two optional ones. Um, it, it is just so, so delightful. Um, it is so whimsical. 
there was a w- <laughs> I looked at my notes. There is a single note that I wrote, which I think is I, I think is why I was so taken aback by this game because you start off quite small, especially in some of the levels where you might start off as a twenty centimeter size ball and you are rolling around picking up coins, picking up thumbtacks, um, cockroaches, uh, ants, uh, lint paper clip then you get bigger into pencils and stuff and you get a little bit bigger you go into like a book uh cd then you can go into like a chair up and up and up until eventually you're rolling up skyscrapers yep and that's that's the game but what is amazing is that like you remember the place where you started and then suddenly you are rolling up way more than you could have even seen back then but they do it so flawlessly they do a wonderful job of of making it feel natural Mm. and you don't realize the things you're on like you don't think about like the floorboards that you're on or the bricks that are in part of the wall or the Mm. table that you're rolling on while you're trying to collect coins but later on you're going to be rolling up that table and everything that's on it and then everything that's on top of that and everything that's like surrounding that and surrounding that, surrounding that. My one note here says being bridger than being bigger than the bridges we cross. Um, being bigger than the bridges we cross. Yes. That was a that was a 1.30 a.m. note. But I, it was interesting so to philosophical. me. It is. Because I was I remember there's a part where there's like two islands that I've got a bridge across them and I was rolling over the bridge to get across to the other island and picking up a bunch of stuff and then I rolled across the bridge back, picked up more stuff along the bridge and then picked up um, some stuff on the on the first island again and then I got to the point where I just picked up the bridge and I was like, oh, video games are good. <laughs> <laughs> video games are good, actually. <laughs> Katamari is good. Um, so, yeah. Um, everybody that's out there listening or watching, treat yourself. It's a good day. Listen yep. to the Katamari soundtrack. Oh, the Katamari soundtrack. So good. Interesting. So fucking good. I listened to it today at work as well. Yeah. Um, just just the best. Did it? Did it suit? Ah, oh, always. Jeremy, there's a game that I've owned on Steam for. <sighs> long time like it was one of the first games i got that wasn't the orange box on steam mm-hmm. it's from dejoban games do you know this developer i do not dejoban games uh let's see browse here they made did you ever play the game ah <laughs> sorry i'm still laughing at the head that is around at the face. head yeah. yeah um i have ah uh... yeah it's just, I, it's like a it's like a base jumping game. I don't I don't know if I've played it. You like jump off skyscrapers that are hovering above and oh, then you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, like yeah, fall yeah. through rings yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that came out uh September 2009. Before that they came out with a game called The Wonderful End of the World and I own this game as well. This right. game is Katamari. Um right. it's you start small, you pick up things, you get bigger, you pick up the bigger things. Uh, and I didn't realize how how much of a ripoff it was until you said all of that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've played this game. <laughs> um, it, it it amazes me that there is not a million Katamari games. Mm. It is like it is maybe 
the ultimate video game. It is the perfect video game and the ultimate video game. Yes. And it could be, you could have Katamari Lego. You could have uh, Katamari um, fucking, you could have Star Wars Katamari. (laughs) You could have Lord of the Rings Katamari. (laughs) Oh my God. Disneyland Katamari. Could you imagine Katamari in space? That'd be sick. There is endless possibilities. I don't know why they haven't continued to make more. I mean, like, they still make more Katamari Damacy games, but, like, more. Yeah. You could have you could have so many Katamari games. Yeah, this could be, like, the Fortnite of, of roll-em-ups. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad game. we decided to do a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I mean, we've thought of of random things we could do yeah. as bits for a little while now. And this is this is a good one. It's very on brand for like your stream as well. Yeah. Um, Put shit in front of my face as a joke. Yeah, totally. Just PNGs. Just stick it, stick it on top. I'll uh, I'll bring up the preview you've got of the stream so I can see the recording. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go back to single camera now so I can look at you. And then I click on me. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I get scared by myself. Um, right. Well, we're going to have a break. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a break. And when we come back, what we're going to talk about is the games that came out in 2006 and what our games of the year would have been then. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. Am I frozen that was weird. on this? I don't know what was up was. with that. I don't know. It's fine. I could do my really silly voice with this microphone arm, put it really close to the microphone. <laughs> Jeremy grimaces more and more. No, don't take us away. Bring me back. Bring me back, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, uh, visual we're, humor. We're, visual humor. Jeremy cut away from the screen to yes. get rid of my face <laughs> and his too. We were listening to all sorts of things in that in that break. The Katamari Damacy soundtrack, which was absolutely just like stinking good, like yep. so good. Mm-hmm. Holy hell! Like so good. Also, some Frank Zappa, which was also time. so good. Very educational. Um, and now we're going to talk about best games that came out in 20, 2006. The, the game, our game of the year for 2006. Yeah. Um, now, I know what you from... might be thinking. Why 2006? Would you like the answer, Kerry? Jeremy, why, why 2006? I don't know. <laughs> when I suggested that we do a game of the year for a year that is not, not even close to the current year. Yeah, uh, that is just the f- that is the year that my thumbs decided to type. I like you didn't pick one of those like God release years. You know when people are like, "Oh, 2007 best year in video games," or like, "Oh, you know, 2011 best year in video." Games. Like, I'm glad you didn't pick one of those. Uh, there's another universe where I did because, like sure. I said, I didn't actually know what year I was choosing. I didn't know what games came out in 2006 off the top of my head. And like at the same time. 
there's a good chance we will get to those as well. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I like that we're just in this, let's pick this moment in time and see what we come up with. Mm. Um, so we're, we're going to go down like our top three picks from here, but I'm going to um, run down a, a list of other games that I didn't play or didn't enjoy as much that didn't make my top three and it's also going to be games that we've that i've heard of since that it's like oh these are the games that came out that year here's the context for it gun. um <laughs> gun i did see the psp version of, I, did the actual version of gun i believe so come out to, i could be wrong but i believe so oh should i look it up well gun was a ps3 game wasn't it even if i look up gun game like that's not that's call of duty yeah Gun release date two thousand five. Oh, okay. Fifth fifth of November two thousand five. Yep. Damn shame. Shame we can't talk about gun yeah. in this in this episode. We'll Went have, off. We'll have wait for the two thousand five game of the year discussion. Everyone. Went off half cocked. <laughs> Classic Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So games that aren't in my top three, and I I realize. I run the risk of saying some games that might be in yours, but there was one that I knew would be, and I haven't put that in here, so that'll that'll be a surprise for everyone. Um, but other games that I've got here, just to give the context, mm-hmm. uh, a game we've already spoken about on this show, Final Fantasy XII, oh. came out in 2006. Right, this episode. Right. Yeah, this episode. What, do, thought... you, what do you think I was going to say? I, I don't want to spoil it, because I know it's going to be on your list. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy XII... Oh, did I really not put this in my list? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck that in there and do a quick rearrange. Uh, also, Wii Sports because obviously the Wii came out that year. Um, Need for Speed Carbon. Yeah, Battlefield I, I think, 20. I think maybe I need to really maybe give it just a tiny bit of context to what 2006 was because it was a while ago. It's hard to remember what year that was. Oh, what just, in terms just, of like consoles and yeah, just like so. 2006 included the announcement that Intel were going to begin developing the core processors. So Intel Core began in 2006. <laughs> you know, to really, to really throw you back. Um, uh, I, I'm really glad. Sorry, you're right. I forgot how important 2006 was for Intel. <laughs> it was. Um, the first Mac- <laughs> it was the last time we spoke about Intel on this show. I don't know. <laughs> okay, sorry, <you> go never? on. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, uh, the MacBook Pro? <laughs> what? I thought you were going to talk about video games. I'm talking about technology. It's all related. Okay, okay. All right, God, cool. I'm on the same a page. break. Sorry. The PS3 was released. Oh. Into the, in November. And then a, a, a week later, the Wii was released. Wow, is that a week later? A wow. week later. Um, uh, what was AMD doing? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was on my list? Uh, 2006, <laughs> the year of um, the, the, <laughs> the... The year of the execution of Saddam Hussein. <laughs> um... <laughs> um, it's not funny. <laughs> uh, and 
finally. <laughs> um, <laughs> finally. Uh, Amiga OS 4 was released. What the fuck is that? It's an operating system. <laughs> for what? Uh, the, like, for Amiga 1 users. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it's not that funny. I just wanted to transport you back in time a little bit. You know. Now we all know where we were in 2006. Curry, where were you when Intel released the core brand? <laughs> This hard on the podcast. <laughs> no, so it, it's only it's only been three weeks because last time we left this other podcast is when I was talking about Skype for business on the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. That hurt. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, good lord! It is going to take me a while to recover from. Okay, now that we've all reoriented ourselves. Uh, back with the versions of ourselves that are 16 years younger. Yeah. Where um... <laughs> Next, uh, the Amiga operating system. I can give you some more 2006 about... facts if you'd like. I've got, yeah, I've got plenty please. more. Uh, in October 2006, WikiLeaks was founded. Okay. Do you remember where you were when WikiLeaks was founded? Pardon? Was I there? No. Yeah. I was at school. I was 11. That was the 2006 Winter Olympics. Yep, that makes sense. Where was where was that one? Uh, Turin, in Italy. Oh, they have winter there? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they do. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the game. The moment I saw your eyes just go, oh no, when I brought up the execution of Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right, <laughs> let's get back to it. Tell me about the games that came out in 2006. All right, I'm just going to go over the, the like three I got through. <laughs> we got Final Fantasy XII, Wii Sports, Need for Speed, Carbon. Oh, <laughs> uh, Battlefield 2142 Have you heard of this game? Yeah Yeah I desperately wanted to buy and play this game But I didn't right. have anything I could run it at the time It sounded so cool Future, Futuristic Battlefield Sounded so cool um, Apparently it was fine I never got to play it Didn't really last that long Wasn't really that well loved No. But man, little 11 year old me was so keen <laughs> Uh, those are ones that I knew stuff about, but other ones that I like recognized was uh, Trauma Center on the Wii, which was that game where you have to like use the Wii remote to like stitch patients together and like do surgeries and stuff like that. 
And the reason that one caught my eyes is because I played like Flash. Yeah. Because yeah. the Wii came the, out in November of 2006. It sure did. This was one of the launch games, I think. Wow, okay. Yeah. And it was... Um, it was... Like, I played a Flash game that was really like it. And so I was like, oh, maybe that'd be interesting. But, like, no, I, I never got to it. it. It was pretty intense. Oh, it's... Apparently, there was a DS title first. So this was the Wii version. Right. Um... So keep that in mind. It probably wasn't the first trauma center. Uh, also, I saw this. I couldn't help but mention it. Did you know they put the Age of Empires, the first game, on DS? <laughs> I didn't know that. That's It's wild, right? Yeah. I, uh, I can't fathom wanting to play that game like, like that. But, you know, no, neither can I. Go, go get it if you want it. Um, Star Fox Command, Yakuza, the first game. Right, okay. The, fir- the first Just Cause. Right. Bionicle Heroes. Good game. Probably not. Bionicle Heroes on PlayStation 2, Game Boy Advance, Microsoft Windows, Xbox 360, GameCube, Wii, and Nintendo DS. Yeah, that's the one. Third-person shooter. I uh, never played it, but I put that one in there for for us. I like Bionicles, but you especially. Yeah. I uh, um, the other day I I set my I was at work and we we're in a video meeting, and my video meeting like the the background that gets generated behind me, I've got is like like a bunch of Bionicles. And so it sort of looks like I'm one of them, like like in like a line. Of course. And one of my coworkers is next to me and he goes, oh, shit, are those Bionicles? I'm like, hell yeah, they are. And, he like, <laughs> and he, he was, he's also supposed to be in that meeting, but he was in our area. So he just joined via just sitting next to me on, on my laptop. And he was one of the other ones. He's like, oh, cool, I'm the ice one. And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, you're Kopaka. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, why do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, mm. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're the one who's got the background there in the first place. Like, yeah. it's not there for no reason, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you know that? Why? You, next time you're at work, you need to ask that person where he was when the, what was it, the Amiga 1? <laughs> <laughs> when uh, the Amiga 1 was released. I don't know. I closed the tab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other games that came out during that time. We've got the first Gears of War game. That was a big deal when that came out. I remember posters all over the train station. and yep. That was a big, big, big deal. Um, and I was far too young to even begin to think about playing that game. Yeah. Um, Same. Although other, uh, that's, a, that's a whole other conversation. The first brain training game, although it had been out in 2005 in Japan, came to North America in 2006 and then all other regions later as well, obviously. Um, first brain training game. They're good games. I never played one, but they were huge. And I know you've got your history with them and, and your mum as well. Mm, yep. Uh, Okami, which I've never played. I've heard it's a great Zelda-like. Uh, it's been on like every platform that came out 10 years after that it came out on. Yeah. It's uh, also, it's very long, which is why I've not, never finished it, but started uh, it like seven times. <laughs> right. Okay. And then uh, the final list in my like context tab is Elite Beat Agents. Have you ever played that game, Jeremy? Mm, so that game it's kind of like uh it, it's it's a rhythm game on ds it was really cool it's the kind of one where it's like you have to press the circles as they come up on the screen like one two three and then like the third one would maybe be like hold and trace the line over to the left side of the screen and it would always be in time of the music so there were really cool tracks great animations on the top screen and then you're always tapping in time it was really well liked i played it i played it on someone's like ro- like hacked DS 
at a like a summer camp, like a, my family's summer camp, and there was like a community of people that people knew from work and their kids. Right. And this person had it, and I played it there, and it was sick. And that's all I know of Elite Beat Agents, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it since then, and it came out in 2006. I, I've not played it, no. Along with the Amiga 1. Amiga 1 OS, thank you. Amiga 1 OS, sorry. Amiga 1 OS. Uh, Jeremy, do you want me to start, or shall you start with your first top three one? Uh, I'll start with, with my number three. They are ordered. Oh, uh, my, okay. I don't my, have mine in any order, but uh, you, that's fine. I, I, you just, I just happened to know what mine were. Great. Uh, number three, uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Fuck, you kidding? No. I don't think so, Jeremy. Is that wrong? I think that's 2007. <gasps> no. Google, don't don't tell me I'm wrong. That's impossible. <laughs> um Okay, so it came out in Japan in 2006. Right, that it, that would be why it's on the Wikipedia page I was looking at. Yeah, and then North America AU it all came out after that 2007. How, so how, you're not how long, wrong. I'm going to let you have it. All right. Yeah. Um, let's just say, and I did do this for at least one of them. I, I would have imported it and then downloaded a fan translation. Oh, interesting. Well, like not imported, but like downloaded it and then got a fan fan translation. To play I have it. a similar story regarding specifically these games, but do do your bit first and come back to me. Oh, just like I think that they were the last good Pokemon games. That, 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 that's, that's, that's not true. That's not true. Um, like, I think it was the last best one. Like, specifically Platinum after the fact, but, like, sure. D- Diamond and Pearl, like, were the, the last of what I think about as, like, really, like, like the classic-style Pokemon games. The other ones, like, the, yep. they, they went in places, like, Black and White would probably be part of that, but I think that one just wasn't really super popular. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a strange departure. And, yeah. and I, I agree. It kind of hasn't really hit that, at least with my sphere and my enjoyment since yeah. then. Like, I know, like, my, my old housemate, like, swears, swears black and white about it, um, that, like, it's the one of the best um, Pokemon games, um, story-wise and, 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 and everything. Um, but, like, the, the ones after, you know, like, they moved into 3D a lot more, and then they... Did like mega evolutions and it was it sort of started to get a little bit gimmicky. Yeah, totally. Um, a bit unwieldy. Yeah, and I yeah, um, but yeah, Diamond and Pearl also my first Pokemon games um, that I like bought as myself. Like they are, they mm. were mine. Um, we've spoken, I've spoken about Diamond, Diamond uh, and Pearl in the past. So. Yeah, like all three of us have. Um, yeah, like June as well. It's that generation is important to all of us. I had a friend of mine who, and so looking at this, I can see why I would want this. It came out in North America two months before it came out in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and a friend of mine was going to America in that, in that two months. And he was like, hey, like if, you give me some, like if you give me some money, I can buy you a copy when I'm over there. And when, when I come back and give you a copy, we can start playing it early. And we did that. He got Pearl, I got Diamond. Um, I eventually lost that copy, which was a shame. But then when I bought a new one to replace it, it was still an American copy, which nice. I was really happy with. It might be the um, same one. You never know. That would be upsetting. <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of like you lost it somewhere and then someone else found it, played it a bunch and then traded it in I, and then you I bought it. I don't think it. it would be because like 
the second one I got had the case, but I still had the case for the first one. Look, sometimes things, sometimes life just happens like that, you know. <laughs> life finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I I also I imported that game. Um. What's yeah, yours? That, that, that's that's a good point. Uh, f- let's see. First, one of the first ones I got up here on my list. Oh, there was a fourth one. Um. Uh. 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 uh I'm bumping Burnout Revenge. Burnout Revenge, I love you. Uh, but I've had to bump you for Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy. Uh, is that on your list, Jeremy? No, it's not, but I did I did I did heavily consider it. Yep. It's very yep. good. Yep. It's it's magnificent. Not yeah. only because like it's the original like it's Lego Star Wars, it's it's some of the original Lego games, which are all great. Um, but the iterations on the on the first Lego Star Wars game um, were really good. The different characters and the it it felt just a bit smoother, just a bit a bit cleaner. Um and there was a lot to do. I just remember really enjoying this one. I've got a, a story about Lego Star Wars 2. I was playing it um, pretty, pretty, it was the day we bought it, um, came home and uh, I was getting ready to play it and we walked into the kitchen and at, you know, my mum's house, the back yard, the back door, um, the back wall basically is a lot of windows. You can see a lot of the backyard through the kitchen, which is a pretty large open plan, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and our neighbor's tree had fallen down on our fence. Mm-hmm. And I was like the first through the door and like our bird was there. I don't think we maybe don't think we had a dog yet. Um, I walked out there and I was like, whoa. And I was like, what? I'm like, the tree fell down. They're like, what? <laughs> and so th- that night was me sitting there playing Star Wars until the SES came and like took a chainsaw to the tree and cleared it out and took yeah. it out. And I'd like play and then I'd go look and people were, like standing around, there were floodlights in the backyard and then I got bored and I went and played some more. And yeah, um, yeah, that's my, that's my fondest memory of that game. I played it a lot. <laughs> I, I played it with lots of different people with different times and I played free play and all of that. But my fondest memory is playing it with it. And there was a tree falling down in my yard. <laughs> Oh look, you you, you 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 create the memories based around what's happening around you in very specific moments, you know? It's all yeah. it's all part of it. Yeah, that was a great Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> um my number two. Mm-hmm. It's the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue Rescue Team. Oh, why didn't I see that on my list? I got, I'm, I'm going to fact check you on this one as well. I, I, I did just look that one up. Australian release date was 2006. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I, I just like, I've, I've also once again spoken about this game at length in the past, but like it is a very, very wonderful story with excellent characters. And it was the first of, of, of that series. Um, and like I can still play through that whole game and still get a little bit misty eyed at the end when it gets very sad. Um, and it was also the first Pokemon game I ever played. Um, it was it was my oh. my introduction to Pokemon video game. Why did you watch the cartoon before that? I'd, I'd seen some of the cartoon, yeah. So I knew okay. I knew some of the Pokemon, but I didn't know many because like you know like you don't you weren't in it. Yeah, you you don't have a Pokedex in fucking the cartoon. Um, to like look through and stuff, and you don't have a, you don't have a Pokedex in Mystery in Blue Rescue Team either, but you have at least characters you can keep going back and forth to. So yeah, totally, totally. Uh, what's my second one here? Uh, 
One I've got written down here, and this isn't one I owned, but I played a, a whole lot of, is Guitar Hero 2. Um, soundtrack for this game is unreal. And, like, it's got some in there that I'm not that familiar with, but, like, there, there are some that I'm introduced to because of this game and some that, like, I only know because of this game, which is pretty classic Guitar Hero, that are so good and were specifically so fun to play in this one as well, like... Cherry Pie was really good, and, like, Carry On My Way With Sun, Free Bird is on there, like... These are all good songs. so many, so many good ones, to the point... And I never got to play this, but I really wanted to get um, Guitar Hero Greatest Hits for the Wii, because that what they did with that one was they brought in um, songs from, like, Guitar Hero 1, 2, and then, like, Aerosmith 1, and the, the ones in between that didn't have full band support and they brought in some of the greatest hits of those updated the guitar tracks, gave them a bass track, a drum track and a vocal track um, when applicable and then brought them to modern systems. And I wanted to do that because a lot of the really good ones were on from guitar hero two were on there. Um, But that's, that's the first guitar hero game I played my at the time stepsister's boyfriend um, brought it over. We played it like all weekend, and I remember getting better at it and seeing when my stepsister was doing what with it. And it was like, oh, you got to the end. Oh, you're trying hard now. I can't handle that fourth note. How do you do that? Like, look, I, you can only learn Guitar Hero once. I feel like, yeah. And that was that was a really, really, really fun time. Yep. Yep. Cool. That's a good mm. one. Mm. My number one. You know what it is. I know. I know, I know what this is. This one I did see on, on the list. And it was one I saw, I was like, oh, I can't say this. I got to let Jeremy yeah. say this. Yeah. Uh, it's Gun. Um, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's 2005, Jeremy. <laughs> um, it is uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, it's like, it was for a long time my favorite game of all time. Um, it still battles Shadow of the Colossus. It still battles Bloodborne. Playing through it again um, last year or the year before. I still think it holds up incredibly well. Like the, the actual, the feeling of it, I think is like still really wonderful. Um, and you know what? I, it is, it's, you can draw a direct line from that game to Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> um, it, it is just like, it's, I play those games the exact same way. They feel, they feel like a successing to me. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I think, that game was and still is the best in the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you that. And I don't know, like I, th- I think about that game quite a bit in terms of like where the story goes, where it ends and the character moments in that game. And I think that they're all really like, like r- really high class, high quality stuff. It's all mm-hmm. like, like I, th- I, I think that game is probably like a nine and a half out of 10 for me, I think. Wow, right. And like the only like half stuff is like, there's some fluff around that is like optional, but like not great. And there's like a couple like bits here and there, but I think for the most part, I think it's a 9.5 out of 10 for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I um, Yeah, I saw that there. I was like, oh, this is on Jeremy's list. Did you get it when it came out? I, I think we spoke about this not well, like a month ago when we did the anniversary. But like, I think I, I either got it that Christmas or the Christmas after. Right, because 
I, I no, no, would have been. I remember, like you, you, you played mm. one right before two came out or something like that, and so like you were ready for two. Yeah, I might have. Maybe I did buy it that year. I don't. I don't remember when it was. I remember I got it for Christmas, but I don't remember what Christmas it was. Um, but yeah, I, I played one. I think the year prior. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it was. It was. You were fairly contemporary with it. Yes. Yeah. 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 How old would you have been? Like eight, nine. Uh, nine. Yeah. Prime prime time. It was it was funny how everywhere that game was. I I just saw the cover of it everywhere, and it always yeah. confused me. I'm like, why is Mickey Mouse here? <laughs> like, it's such a dramatic cover with them mm. all staring off into into the different parts of the night sky, and fucking Goofy's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So then the one that's on my list, on the top of my list, do you know what this one might, what? Yes, I know what this is. What is it? Go on. You want me to guess? Yeah, I reckon, uh, tell me. Aragon. <gasps> was Aragon 2006? I'm pretty sure it was, buddy. Aragon, the movie, the game. <laughs> <laughs> when did you come out? Video game. <gasps> From the 2006 movie. It was 2006. Yes. Fuck you, Twilight Princess! Eric on the video game, let me tell you about this Christmas when I got this game after seeing this movie that I didn't like that much based on the books that I love to this day. This game, well, what, I'll tell you what happened. I was at my relative. You, you really opened the can of worms here. Oh, I was at boy. my relatives for the Christmas. I was at my uncle's and his kids, my cousins. And uh, they always want to watch the Boxing Day cricket match. And it was raining. Uh, in Melbourne when we were doing that. It wasn't raining where we were in, in New South Wales. And so it would rain and the match would get cancelled and my cousin would be like, you want to play more of this game you got yesterday? I'm like, okay. And we cannonballed the whole thing in a day. And and then I went on to like 100% that game on my own many times afterwards. That game rules. Um, <laughs> hang on, what's this line here? What's, the game was generally received poorly by critics. <laughs> Combined sales in North America were over four hundred thousand copies. <laughs> oh dear, dear. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. Developed by Stormfront Studios. What are they doing these days? Uh, nothing. Defunct. March thirty-one, two thousand seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amazing. Um, no, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess is one I had written down here. Thank you for filling in that gap of mine, though, Jeremy. Um, sneaking in an honorable mention. Uh, yeah. Twilight Princess, when the Wii came out, was a really interesting time because it was up until 2020. Um, this had been the most scarce and most highly sought after console that I'd experienced, I'd been a part of. Um, you know, everything before that, I was either coming too late, so it didn't matter, or it wasn't didn't have quite this high demand. Uh, but this, the Wii was it. Everyone wanted the Wii. Like, it was ridiculous. And so, on Christmas, they were like, hey, we've got you a Wii on pre-order. <laughs> and then when it came over, when it finally arrived, I, like, called my friend. I was like, hey, do you want to come over? It's the weekend. The thing arrived. We could play it all weekend. The weekend. Um, the, the, it was a great weekend. I like that. And that was 2007 by that point. But 
Did you just get a message sure on did. Steam? <laughs> We've got like one group chat on Steam with Jeremy, me, and friend of the show, Ollie, and he, he just sent a message to us out of the blue for no reason. He sure did. Okay, cool. <laughs> I saw your eyes go to the corner. I'm like, oh, I got to bring this up. Uh, so, Twilight Princess. Uh, first Zelda game on the Wii, developed originally for the GameCube. Um, I watched my stepbrother play a lot of this, a lot of the start of the game. Oh man, I just, I thought it looked amazing and I loved the concept of actually swinging the sword. And it does one of my favorite Zelda things, which doesn't happen that much these days, but you could do with the motion sword, the motion control sword motion, which is walking around and slashing your sword without stopping. Which is great. So you can just like walk through and just like slash, like, <laughs> which is really good for cutting rupees. I don't know. Like, it, it's, a re- it's a weirdly specific thing, but yeah. it's a very satisfying action to take in, in Twilight Princess. Right, okay. Um, this is one of those games I wish they'd bring the, the Wii U remaster to Switch. Right. Um, and I don't know if they will, but I, whenever they, they do, we'll see. It's part we'll of that see. collection that's been rumored for fucking ever now. Yeah, then where is it though? What's Nintendo? They just do whatever. They just decide. <laughs> I know, but they might just do whatever and not release it. You they know? might. Like, they fucking might. I, I can't. I can't hope. I, I. I can't. I can't dream. They'll just. They won't they'll, let me. They'll wait until they have to push Breath of the Wild, the sequel, back another to, year to twenty twenty four, and they'll they'll bring. Nah, I, I reckon. I reckon the. I reckon the three D Zelda remake will come out this year because Breath of the Wild two had to get be pushed. Mm, I reckon we'll see it in. We'll see it in two and a half months. Yeah. And it'll be released by the end of the year. Okay. 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 But the rumor I, I, is it's been finished forever. Yeah, but like we haven't actually seen it. Yeah, I know. The one the one we heard like substantial rumors for, we saw. They came out with the last year, it was Skyward Sword. So like, yeah. But yeah, Twilight Princess was so cool. Like it was I remember this is right around the time when 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 I was starting to watch more video online and I saw the trailer for Twilight Princess. This trailer is kind of epic for people who are on the internet in like 2005, but it's got that animation of him swinging the sword and then like twirling it around behind his back and straight into the sheath behind him. Like, and he does that when he, when he kills a boss in the game every time it's like, Oh, it's so sick. It's a bit, it's a bit from the trailer, but this, yeah, I, I know, I know a lot of people who played this who were sort of a bit more, um, a bit older and, and bigger fans of Ocarina of Time didn't enjoy this game as much because yeah. it was like derivative, but not different enough, but not the same enough. Like, it had a hard job to be the next Ocarina of Time. Yeah, but honestly, I think it did an awesome job. the The intro is really long, sure, but it tells a great story. It, the, the the art style, I don't think it's traveled very well. I don't think it's aged very well, but it looked amazing at the time. I like this game a lot. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I think Eric on though. We need to give an honorable mention as well mm. to Wii Sports. Yeah. One of the highest selling games of all time. Yeah. And, a, you know, a good one as well. Yeah. It's a good game. It is. I played so much. Uh, I played a bunch of that. The the one I played the least probably was baseball. Um, I think I played golf but, the least, and because it took way longer than all the others. Totally, but bowling and tennis. Yeah, man, they were so good. I used to play those a lot with my boxing's with my in the brother. middle. 
Yeah, boxes in the middle. That's really silly and really inconsistent, but good fun. Yeah. Um, it was fun when people would come over and make their Miis to put into Wii Sports and then, yeah. and then you never saw them again. And then you, you're scrolling through your Miis four years later and you're like, who's like Ragnar? Yeah. <laughs> um, remember, yeah. Remember when I took your Switch? Jeremy, there's only like one... There's, there's two Miis on my Switch. One of them is... The one I made, which looks normal, and then there's the monstrosity you made. Yeah, I almost. What I was, I think I was, I was playing the Mario Kart DLC tracks the other day with Sam, and I was trying to pick a character that would make me drive worse, and I almost picked your me, and then I couldn't. I didn't want to look at it, so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we should post that on Twitter. Um, but yeah, something so good. There was there was a time when my brother and I we went, um, we'd play tennis at, like every every one or two nights. We'd play for five to 30 minutes and there were close matches when it was the two of us yep um yep. it's yeah so good I, I, do, have you had any interest in the nintendo switch sports or sports I, online or whatever they called it i have i have had interest in it i don't i don't know if i'm gonna pick it up i think i'm gonna wait until the rest of the games are in it okay. um because some of them are not there, there are some omissions in this one which is like golf yeah no yeah but it's also like like what are you doing? <laughs> like yeah, what, yeah what is, if it's what, coming in this hot, then what? Like what is going on? This is these are sports games. These are like you've made these before. Yeah, I'm not. I'm Part not of it, I What are we doing? Because it's shipping physically with the leg strap. I wonder if maybe like like they hit that date and they were like, look, we can we could get the others out, but like we've we've hit this physical deadline like we actually just need to start going that, that's still really weird um so yeah no it's not great but i wonder if that that that's a that's a peculiarity with this game that i wonder if that had a, had an effect on it yeah maybe um yeah no it's um i i have thought about it i don't know might wait for drop play a little some, bit of prize. play some chambara yeah it's already well like 60 bucks isn't it already cheaper I, i've got no idea no clue let's look that up uh, you should say hopefully. No, I said I've got no clue. <laughs> oh, no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that mean. <laughs> uh, JB's got it for 59 which can is I, generally... Can, a... can I get it without the leg strap? Because I've already got a leg strap. Uh, you could probably buy it digitally. Um, All right, okay. Uh, show Nintendo. Yeah, how much is it? Ninten oh, you're not going to show... Yeah, get digital. Here we go. There's, is this going to take me to their store? Wow, it is. $56 digitally. I can't get it physically for $4 more. <laughs> <laughs> you can wear two leg straps. <laughs> <laughs> for, for no games that support that. Yeah, well, we, um, ring fit, but you need the... Not two leg straps. No, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, it seems weird that they've, they've come out with that and it's like six games. I like Wii Sports Resort. A lot. Yeah. Um, I, I like sword fighting. That's fun. Well, that's about it, everyone. That was 2006. Uh, where were you when Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess came out? What did you do on Boxing Day in 2006? Were you playing Aragon when it was raining during the test match? <laughs> I'll bet you were. <laughs> if you weren't, tell us what you were up to on our socials. Uh, we're on Twitter. Um, that's when you can see where every episode goes up. Uh, we put something up there every week. Uh, we're also on TikTok, Instagram, 
and Twitch. Uh, we're on not, YouTube as well. There's not a lot on most of those yet. Sit yeah. tight. Well, it's the reason we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. We, we, we said at the start of last week, which was like, oh, it turns out it's hard to gain much traction on a video-focused platform when we don't have much video. Yeah. Um, that's part of why we're doing this. I, I think we've made a good start, but getting this far was a fair bit of work, especially from Jeremy. So seeing how our workflow is, we'll, we'll start trying to break these out, edit them down, get some funny clips out, uh, put those on those places. But you can reach out to us on all of those places as well if you want to do that. Um, the YouTube videos as well will be reachable through our pages on the website, minimap.com.au. If you want to support us monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, if you feel like doing that, it helps us keep things running. Um, you know, all of this does cost a bit of money each month. So if you want to support us, keep and, the show going. And so uh, much time. <laughs> and, and so much time. And so Jer- much time. <laughs> so much time and effort and work, um, especially from Jeremy's. <laughs> so much, so I, much work this week. I couldn't stop him from working on it this week. I, I did, a, I did a, a very brief bit of math at work oh, today. No. And I was like, I was doing like eight hour days after my eight hour day. Yeah, man, and like all of your weekend. Yeah, and and yeah, pretty much all of my weekend. Thank God you you found Katamari yesterday. Uh, yeah, what a <laughs> what a, what a to, it was a really good way to to honestly like top off the week. Yep, yep. No, that's it. You were enjoying it. You went. You went. You went. Yeah, no, it's fun. Yeah, I, I that was why I couldn't stop you is because like you wanted to. Um, and I think you've done an excellent job and turned out really well. I'm super impressed. So, uh, I recommend everyone go and check out the video. It's going to be on the website, minimap.com.au. Uh, you can find the, the podcast feed there, as well as on any podcast service of your choice. But uh, just even for five minutes, find the YouTube video and see what we've been able to do with it. Or um, if you've got us on on like a second monitor on Spotify while you're doing something, check on the YouTube video and you can you can watch us when we laugh and cry our eyes out. Yeah, or go to the <laughs> go to the part the Omega One OS. Go go, <laughs> go to the part where I'm um talking about Katamari and wearing the hat. Yeah, or at the start where you saw my cat. Like, there's gonna be lots of things like that. We'll make sure yeah. we keep describing things for the audio audience. We we. We're going to be aware that there's going to be people who are listening to this only on the audio, so we're not going to forget you. Don't worry. But um, for just this week, I'm going to I'm going to say, if you've got the time, try and watch the video at least for five minutes just to to see Jeremy's hard effort. There's so slick transitions between the break and the intro and the outro. It's a it's a good time. So well done, Jeremy. Thank you so much for putting the the work in. Um, thank you, audience, for listening. We're going to be here next week. Uh, Talking about more video games. I can't wait to talk about uh, Final Fantasy IX, maybe. Uh- <laughs> also, Kara's on Twitter at KJ Palmer underscore 24, and I'm on Twitter at be one jazz <laughs> That's a good point. I forgot to do that. We've already pressed the outro button. We're going to say goodbye now. Goodbye! <laughs>